celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your whole dream team, well, most of it, is here in studio. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani out on the road. Animal communicator Joey Turner is here. Pet travel expert Susan Sims and Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here for you, toll-free. That's your beck and call. Stacy. what do we got coming up in the news? Hey, is that ant at your picnic smarter than a fifth grader? You're going to be surprised because it just might be better at math than your fifth grade student. Also want to talk about animals and shelters that are being used for research. I had no idea some of these animals that are euthanized right before um, are used for research. We'll have more on that coming up on Animal Radio News. Well, I think I'll stick around for that. What do you think? Yeah, I want to hear that. <laughs> and Joey Volani's out on the road. Uh, Intergroom, which is like this big grooming festival, festivist that they do every year. Uh, where are you, Joey? I am Festigroom. It is It is. All the way back in the homeland, New Jersey, for me. Oh, Jersey. I'm only, I'm only 15 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, wow. really? Really? In so, Secaucus, New Jersey, yep. If they ever put an enema anywhere, it would be right here. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I had said that, if I had said that, you would have beaten me up. I would have, too, Hal. I was well, born I'm, there. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to yeah. say it, you know. So, now, what are you is doing that, there? Are you, is, 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 the weather here is horrible, and it's cold, so I'm mad to begin with. Okay, well, it's very beautiful here today. It might make it up to 80 degrees here. At home. Yeah. So, what are you doing uh, there? Are you judging? Or are you uh, showing people how to groom? What's going on? What What I do here is is we have the largest um, grooming competition. And that's right, grooming competition. People actually have all different breeds of dogs, and and what they do is they do haircuts on them, and we judge the haircuts. But besides that, it's everything that's new in the grooming world is here today. All new products, colors, designs. Um, Fashion. It's, you know, it's where the dog father Joey Villani can come to Animal Radio and tell you, and tell you what's new in the world of grooming. And this is, this is what I do. I do about four of these a year. How fun. Will you actually be uh, judging or will you be participating in any of this competition? At, at this show, I don't judge, but what I do is I coordinate the whole contest. So wow. what I do is, is, is I get the people in their tables. I make sure they got their right dogs assigned. I get them numbered. I make sure they have power. I make sure they have the right equipment. I'm what they call the <laughs> contest coordinator at the show. Yeah. I don't judge at the show, no. It sounds like me. I just do all the crap work around here, too. <laughs> well, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what it is. Just because you're out on the road today doesn't mean that you don't have a tip for us. You know, because of my Instagram accessories accessories and i'm gonna throw this Ooh. out there to give you a little tease how about extensions for dogs Ex- hair extensions for dogs yes and they're they're incredible oh, they're gosh. incredible blew me away okay that's all coming up in just a few minutes right here on animal radio if you want to talk to any one of the dream team it's toll free one 405 8405 Also on today's show, the top dog from the HSUS, Humane Society of the United States, that would be Wayne Paselli, will be joining us all just in a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Well, let's take another call for Joey Turner. We have Steven on the phone. Hey, Steven. Hello, how are you? Good. What's going on? Yeah, I'm a truck driver, and I had a chihuahua that rode with me for about seven years. I'd had him since I was about six months old. I had to have him euthanized back in August because he had diabetes, and the vet told me that his pancreas had failed, and there really wasn't much treatment they could do that I could afford. And it's just always bugged me if I've done the right thing by doing what I've done. Tell me his name. Elliot. Okay. Oh, there he is. He's a really sweet puppy. Yeah. 
says he has felt so bad because you feel so bad. He he wants you to know that he completely understands. You looked at all the alternatives and all of the options. Right. He said, and he understands that none of them really worked for you, including the one that you chose, but you chose the one that you thought was best for him. Right. He just can absolutely find nothing in any of that to find fault with. Right. And he really wishes that you could stop finding fault and know that he's perfectly fine. He thinks you made the only choice that you had available for you. Okay. And he says to tell you he loves you very much. That's never going to change. Right. And the greatest gift you could give to him is to be happy with the dog that you're with now. Okay. Stephen, I appreciate your call today. Okay, thank you. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, hey, welcome to the show. We're all here to answer your questions. Your first time? Well, we have Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Villani with your grooming questions. Even got ourselves an animal communicator, Joey Turner. Our pet travel expert, Susan Sims. And Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here, toll-free at your beck and call. Also on today's show, top dog from the Humane Society of the United States, Wayne Pacelli, joins us. I have a little beef to pick with him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, of course, I'll do it live on the air. But first, your calls, one 405 8405 It's toll-free. Hey, Paula, welcome to the show. Hi. What's going on with you? Actually, um, I um, I sent Judy a fax so you guys can kind of know what's going on because I'm not really that familiar with, you know, the eardrums and all that. But my dog, he, he's, he's Pitbull mixed with uh, Lab, I guess. But anyway, he has an ear infection, they told me. So I was trying to see if there's any kind of home remedies I can use for him or instead of spending a lot of money, oh, what could I do? <laughs> Did you, was you well, able to read it? Well, I want to know, yeah, what, I, where, where did the facts come from? Did you actually fax your animal through? No, 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 I, faxed, no I faxed the uh, paper that I got from the vet. Oh, so you went to the vet, the vet, and the vet, okay, I got it, good, okay. 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 Yeah, so basically they diagnosed your baby with otitis externa, which is the fancy word for saying an outer ear infection, um, and which is basically the outer ear canal, including the flap of the ear, as well as the deeper canal that goes down to the eardrum. Um, what I wasn't clear on is what, if any, medications that they did prescribe. Um, they, they put something, oh gosh, it's, it's, it, it was, okay, it wasn't on there, huh? It, no, there wasn't. But, you know, a lot of when we talk about what we can do for ear infections, there's not a kind of one-size-fits-all therapy because a lot of different factors can influence one pet's ear infection versus another. When you say Labrador Retriever mix, I'm like, whoa, allergies are a biggie, and so are yeast infection in these guys. So uh, there's ways to try to treat these as appropriately as we can. And for me, that usually involves, I like to take a, a, a swab and I take a sample of the garbage that's inside those ear canals and look under the microscope because that really gives us some good direction at knowing what kind of medicine are we going to need to fight this. If you're looking for just a wash or a cleaner that's going to take care of this, I'll probably tell you I can't tell you there is one because in many cases, if we've got an actual established ear infection, there's other things going on. Um, There may be allergies. There may be inflammation in that ear canal. We may need some anti-inflammatories, antibiotics, yeast medicine. So... 
it really kind of depends on what we see physically in the ear as well as what we see on that cytology, that um, Okay, that see, that's what they did. They um, did a swab. They did? Okay. Do you know yeah. what that result was? Uh, actually, I thought they put it on the paper. Because usually what they do is when they do whatever, they put it on the paper. So yeah, I thought everything it, was there. It, it's just basically kind of a general term, what they call otitis externa. So uh, this information didn't really tell me what they saw particularly, but different remedies, again, we could get into things that are topical medications, um, sometimes the oral medications, and sometimes just even getting a good cleanser. And if we're talking about things like yeast and bacteria, in many cases we'll look for something that has an acidifying effect. Um, so a lot of the pet products now have acetic acid, boric acid, and other agents that help to loosen up the wax and the gunk in the ear so that you can effectively clean things, um, even at home on some level. Um, so it may be a little tough to say, you know, for your pet's individual case, what I can tell you to do. But um, if you don't already have some medication in hand, I would say, you know, we need to get, definitely get down that road. We need to do what now? Get some medication going for this baby of some form. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. If, they, if they didn't dispense that for you. Now, a lot of people will can I do things at home that will treat infection? And I'm really not a fan of doing the home cookbook remedies when we okay. have an actual when we have an actual problem. Yeah. I really like to stick to sound veterinary medicine for people who just want to do some. You know, how can I keep my pet's ears healthy in between problems? Uh-huh. I'm all for doing some of those home remedies, the vinegar, um, in the boric acid solutions. But not if your baby's got an ear infection. I, I think uh, your vet can probably direct you the best way to. Uh, to get those medicines going and to get that turned around, and then we can get you on that that maintenance regimen at home. Oh, okay, I understand. Now, where are you located? I'm in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but you need Thank to find yourself another vet is what I think you do, because what you did is, I'm looking at the facts now, it's one of those box store vets. And I think you need to find someone that's going to sit down with you and uh, some someone a little, a little more special for your animal. Okay, this okay. Is, okay now this is... Yeah. Yes, I understand that. Okay. So you're saying, okay, I need to find me a vet. If you're not getting the answers that you should be getting, which I don't think you are, I think you need to find another vet. That's my personal opinion. I mean, And, you know, sometimes, and I'm going to cut you off, Hal, because sometimes also just kind of know when to ask the right questions. And, you know, hopefully we've talked about a couple things that maybe if that wasn't presented to you in a certain way when you spoke to your vet, um, you know, I'm always Hal. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And and sometimes it's just a matter of really not kind of communicating on the same level and understanding what the vet's trying to accomplish. Um, So, you know, you know, always, you know, raise questions. If you don't get it, why are you doing this? Why do I have to, you know, use your product versus something I can't just do at home? Um, you know, really, um, don't be afraid to ask questions like that. Okay. And uh, okay. I would encourage you to pick up that phone and call your vet and say, hey, you know, what do you think I need to do? And right. let them explain that. And then if you don't agree or you, you think they're not listening to your concerns or needs, then I'd say go find another vet. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Good luck with that. Let us know how that uh, works out with that. We appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Boy, Mother's Day seems like it's coming up a little early this year. Isn't it usually like on the 11th or so? Yeah, but I guess it falls uh, like on the first or second Sunday, so it changes every year. Okay, so it's coming up this next weekend is Mother's Day. So uh, write that down on your calendar and remember to get your mom a card or something like that, okay? At least. 
I forgot last year. And I, I'm still hearing Could about you? it. Yeah, I still hear about it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team that includes Doctor Debbie with your vet medical questions, groomer Joey Volani, Vlade the world famous Russian dog wizard, our pet travel expert Susan Sims, and animal communicator Joy Turner. We're all here toll free at your beck and call, and we want to. Oh, Stella and Chewies? Oh, yes, definitely. We want to thank Stella and Chewies. They make all of this possible. And, of course, Stella and Chewies is Ladybug's only food. It's the only food she eats, isn't it, pretty it much? Is. That's it. And uh, the good thing about Stella and Chewies is she likes it, but it also has the good ingredients that she doesn't know about. It's like that kick cereal, that commercial for the <laughs> kick cereal. Parents love it. Because the kids don't know they're eating something healthy. It's natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally. There's no added hormones, no antibiotics. And it can be used in so many different kinds of ways. I know, Vlade, you sprinkle it over Mika's food. Yes, it is. Because basically it's a raw food people with uh, dilu- uh, with the taking away water. That's basically this. And so it's like uh, life enzymes, which is very important mm-hmm. because without enzymes, no life. I spent many years in the Musk University for researching enzymes and behavior and nutrition and behavior. And uh, besides health, it's also affecting dog's behavior. If the dog is digest properly food, the dog is thinking differently, become more, much calmer dog. So right. too, yes, I do use uh, uh, Stella and Choose all the time, sprinkle over my existing dog food. You can use it on its own. It's just the German shopper becoming too expensive. So I just mix it up, very honestly. It's good stuff. And it's pathogen free, you know. You hear about all these salmonella recalls recently. They make sure that none of that's happening with Stella and Chewy's. It is good stuff. I'd like to send you a sample. And if all you got to do is send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. The more stamps you put on, the more samples I'll send back. See how that works? The address over at AnimalRadio.com, or you can learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Top dog at the HSUS Wayne Paselion. In just a few minutes, we'll have giveaways. Also have some Tropiclean giveaways. Can we do that now? Let's do it. Let's give away some Tropiclean. By the way, Joey Volani still answering your questions today, but he's uh, he's in New Jersey where it's uh, what'd you say? It's forty forty degrees today. It's, no, it's not that cold, but it's but it's probably in the low fifties, raining, blowing at one hundred and twenty miles an hour sideways. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad there. I'm sorry about that. I know. That. We're looking out the window at 80 degrees 80 in sunshine. Degrees. Sorry. I bet you want to get home, don't yeah. you? You know what? I'm, yeah, I, I hate to say that because I, I'm a New Jersey guy, but it wouldn't be bad getting back to the West Coast. Well, when when you come back next week, you'll be back? I'm leaving I'm leaving Monday, okay. and then i got to fly back out here um, you know, shortly after because I'm going to film Dogs 101 Season 4 in Manhattan. I'll tell you. Um, so I'm back and forth. Back you, and forth. you are one busy guy. One busy. We're glad to have you on Animal Radio. Yeah, That's glad all you I have the say. time for us. Would you like some more of that uh, foaming gel, <laughs> teeth gel from Tropiclean? I noticed you liked the flavor of that last week. I, I, you know what? And, and it's funny because the guys from Tropiclean are here at the show today, and um, well, I was I was actually checking out the product. It's good stuff. Give them a big old hug from all of us. They do sponsor Animal Radio. And if your dog has a winning smile, find out by entering their Tropiclean Best Smile Contest, sponsored by Tropiclean. Fresh breath made easy. Four natural products that make it incredibly easy to protect your pet from periodontal disease. It'd be pretty pretty heavy, that periodontal disease. It could actually be fatal. If you want contest rules... Head on over to TropicleanBestSmile.com. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you hear on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. i got to say, one of my favorite parts of Animal Radio is talking to Vlade. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And, of course, he can fix any of your most vexing dog issues. And we have Kathy on the phones. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you today? Good. What's going on with your dog? I just wanted to find out. I'm foster caring right now for eight-month-old um, pit bull. I have two little dogs that I've had a long time, a Shih Tzu and a Maltese, and I do a lot of work to help dogs. So I took in a pit bull. Anyway, she's wonderful. She just, you know, she was neglected, whatever. But anyway, in the past four weeks I've had her, we've had her spaded. We've gotten her all her shots and everything like that. She's very good around my dogs and all that. I'm teaching her. She's already, I've gotten her house broken, um, and I'm crate training her at night and that. When I'm home, of course, she's out or we play and walk. My question to you today is how long, like I'm like at work, so like I'm gone six to eight hours at a period that I'm leaving her in the crate. And I'm trying real hard to get home early to help her to get out and stuff. But where I could maybe just leave her out with my other dogs. I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous about it because I, 
They get along, but I'm just nervous about that. Like, Kathy, you're with Vladi. All your questions could be put in one phrase. Hi, Vladi. My so pleasure to speaking to you. My honor talking to you. That's what you should have said in the first place. And the second sentence should say, I have a pit bull who I want to know how to, I can get, a, how make that female dog get along with my, the rest of my dogs. Am I right? Right. Okay, and and what uh, now? I have a question to you. You have a very interesting accent. You don't from Chicago, don't you? Yes, I'm from Chicago. Oh, I love that city where the gangsters lives. I love it. Yeah. I'm from Michigan originally. Uh, where Barack Obama, you know, homeland. You know, I'm right now living in, New, in Newport Beach, California. Do you know where Newport Beach, California, where the richest people lives, like yes. lives in million dollars houses? Yeah. Which your Barack Obama wants to tax and Glenn Beck and uh, Sean Hannity screaming every night, don't do that, they, they have no money, they already gave all their money, no money anymore. <laughs> I live here too, but I live in Kennel. Okay, so back to your question, how to get pit <laughs> how to get that pit bull get along with a few little dogs? Well, Sometimes pit bull go nuts, and sometimes they have predator instinct. But you would know by that time, but this time already. So, so my best advice. I know you. It's too late probably, because you should have called to the Vladi in the first place when even before you've got this pit bull. But here is what my general take on your issue would be. I would invest in uh, three crates, and I would put all those crates together side by side. And I would, what I would do in order to be double, triple precaution, because when you're dealing with pit bull and little dogs, I don't want to play in any Russian roulettes. Right. And what I would do, I Vladi knows one thing for sure. It's like a humans sleeping together, working together, uh, and eating together create social bond. Right. So what I would do, I would make sure they sleep together. I mean, side by side. Okay, and what I want to make sure when when uh, little dogs are out, pitbull is in the crate. When pitbull is out of the crate, little dogs are in the crate. That was what I do when I'm uh, around my dogs or not around my dogs. Whatever you can trust pitbull to be alone in your house or not, but you know when they go to sleep and sometimes through the day, I would put them in the crate. That's what I do. Number one. Number two, I would definitely start to feed them together in the crates, all of them eating together, or few dogs out of the crate and one dog is in the crate and I still feeding them together okay okay yeah what I would what I would do second and third I would definitely <laughs> show to your pit bull so you are alpha female remember Kathy any dog who shows signs of aggression right. do not have an owner who is communicating to the dog that the human is alpha over him the way the dog can understand. And the best way to achieve it through solid obedience training. I right. suggest you visit Animal Radio website. There is the video how I train even Akita, which is much more difficult to train than your pit bull. Right. And uh, put the color on leash on her. I would use a pinch color. I would put pinch color on your dog, and I would... Uh, uh, get the stationary and dynamic control, like teaching him leadership, and I would do it in the presence of your little dogs two times per day. By doing this, you're showing your uh, newcomer so he is not in charge anymore. So, solid obedience, 
right? sleeping together, eating together, and you're becoming alpha female or alpha bitch. Remember, if canine female is strong, she is going to lead. And she doesn't care about her, her gender or she's in minority or what she cares. She's the dominant bitch. Or we become alpha female or you become alpha female or your world will never change. Thank you for calling us. 1-866-405-8405. Kathy, hold on for a second. I have from Tropiclean some fresh breath chews and clean teeth gel for you. Well, not for you. It's, it's actually for the dog, okay? Hold Thank on you. for one second there. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Hey, BJ. Hello. How you doing? Well, I just got unloaded, and now i got to go get an oil change. But i got a question about my dog. Good, because I can't help you with the oil changes. I grew up in a garage family, but I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it takes 12 gallons and costs a lot of money. I know that. Uh. <laughs> Twelve gallons of oil? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know those trucks took that much. Yeah, twelve gallons. So what's going on with A your animal? Cow. What's going on with your pet? Okay. I had Fuzzball out walking the other day. And he was smelling the ground and smelling the ground. And he'd hit like one spot and just stand there smelling. And I got to wondering, I can drop something in front of him. And he just kind of looks off like, da-da-da, there it is. I drop it in front of my wolf's nose. Gone. Does he have the same? I know that they're supposed to have a certain amount of olfactories in their noses, so they got smellers. Uh-huh. But on, but on a breakfast-selling dog like this, I have a Boston terror rat. Okay. <laughs> he don't have a nose. Does he have as many... Smeller spots in his nose as that nine inch nose on that wolf, or does he get cut short and that's why he can't smell things? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. We do know that there's differences in the number of olfactory receptors in different breeds of dogs. Now, I probably would say, I can't tell you exactly the numbers, but we knew that what some of these different breeds were bred for and what they really developed for down the road, certain breeds, they may have longer snouts. They may have more surface area, and that may mean those are the dogs that perhaps are best for tracking, uh, for scenting. You know, when you look at a bloodhound um, or a German shepherd, you know, these dogs have very large, long noses with more surface area. So, you know, I probably have to look up some weird uh, factoids about how many receptors, but I would say it's fair to assume that they have more than some of the small breed dogs with the short little faces, the brachycephalics, as we call them, um, because they just developmentally didn't have the need for that. They have the big, bulgy eyes, the big, gorgeous face, and, you know, that's kind of why they were bred to be close to a lot of the humans. Now, we do know that cats um, have a much poorer sense of smell compared to dogs. And I can tell you that they have uh, the receptors, I believe, are in somewhere around the 20s, whereas um, some of the dogs, it's up to like 170 uh, centimeters squared. So this is something where we can say, hmm, dogs that definitely have a better sense of smell and they have longer noses than cats do. Um, so we always would say, boy, what? 
why don't the cats smell the stink of their own poop? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and and I'd say also, when we talk about smell and what dogs might smell better or have a better sense of smell, um, you know, there's more motivation for certain dogs. So if you have a tracker or a retriever who really wants to find that, uh, say, duck or find that retriever toy, they're going to know and they're going to be very motivated to use their sense of smell to the best of their advantage. Whereas some of the dogs that maybe don't have that drive, that motivation uh, to use that sense, you know, those receptors, who knows, developmentally, they're probably not going to use them. So down the road, decades and eons, um, there's going to be a difference in in those uh, receptors. So if my answer is a little vague, it is, but I would say, yes, I believe your boy, your little fuzzball, probably doesn't have the same sense of smell. Good question, BJ. We thank you for your call today. one 405 8405 right now to talk to anyone in the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, pet travel expert Susan Sims, or Vladimir the World's famous Russian dog wizard, all right now at your beck and call. And Stacy Cohn will do a little check of our news coming up next. What are you working on? Now, I know this is going to sound like something out of the uh, National Enquirer or Weekly World News, but apparently in China, a cat gave birth to a dog. We'll tell you all about that coming up. Also, there was a global pet expo that was in New York. A lot of products have been introduced, including a bra for your dog, uh, Katy Perry bra, by the way, and also a um, video camera. You can find out if your dog or cat is cheating on you. I'll tell you more about that coming up on Animal Radio. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Stick around, you lucky dog. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Wow, I had no idea that animals that were in shelters were also used for research. The death of a stray dog whose heart was removed by University of Utah researchers conducting cardiology tests has spurred a renewed call from animal rights groups to stop the practice of selling some shelter animals for research nationwide. There are 36 states that include Utah allow stray dogs and cats to be sold to research facilities if they're scheduled for euthanasia at an animal shelter. But animal rights activists say the shelters should be safe havens, which I agree, and they fear that if the practice continues, people may stop bringing in their unwanted pets. We do a lot of work in communities to garner trust in their shelters, said Kathleen Connolly of the Humane Society of the U.S. But if for whatever reason people are not able to take care of their cat or dog anymore, we don't want them to be afraid of taking their animal to a shelter. The Humane Society said that there's 14 states, which include California, Maine, Maryland, and Hawaii, who do prohibit the sale of strays for research. And is an ant smarter than your fifth grader? Well, you may be surprised. Sounds like a new TV show, huh? Well, ants are smarter than many grade school kids, at least when it comes to math. There's a new study in the journal Behavior, and it says that they can actually do math. Elves Van Edgman of the journal's publisher Brill wrote in a press release, I guess according to the paper, scientists surveyed a wide variety of different species, like in terms of their ability to count and complete basic math tasks. 
And the researchers write that highly social ant species like the redwood ants can actually communicate information about numbers to their little colony members, and then they perform simple arithmetic operations. You know, that's how they get the lines or they form their shapes. They all do it. They do it through math. The experiments were such that the ants just couldn't communicate by leaving a, a scented trail in order to alert the other ants of the location of food. They had to do it mathematically. So it shows that uh, ants are able to use quantitative values and they pass information about that to each other. They know abstraction and extrapolation, which I have not a clue what that is because I had trouble with basic math. So I'll never be an ant, that's for sure, in my next life. So for the first time in history, the St. Louis Cardinals took on snakes that weren't Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe this? Witnesses say they actually saw a snake crawl alongside St. Louis ace Chris Carpenter during batting practice just before the cards faced the Dodgers. MLB.com says two of the Carpenter's teammates pinned the slither down. They took it into the Cardinals' bullpen. Nobody was hurt. I myself would have been screaming <laughs> my head off. But snakes are sometimes seen at the ravine. They're native to the local hillside uh, surrounding Dodger Stadium. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, this is Judith Chapman from Young and the Restless at CBS, and I'm on Animal Radio right now, and I'm asking everyone out there to please spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Hey, Jody. Oh, hi. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for taking my call. What's going on? Well, um, I have a two-year-old cat, which has pretty much had the house to herself with everything. She's an indoor cat. And we just recently got two kittens. And now she has not gone, doesn't use her litter box. And she chews the hair on the back of her neck. Um... Well, until it bleeds, it's really kind of raw, and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should give up the kittens or if there's something mm-hmm. else I could try. How long have the kittens been in the home? Um, let's see. They have been here at least two months. Two months? Okay. Yeah. And then how do they relate? Do they interact at all with her? Um, one of them doesn't, and the other one actually goes and plays a little bit with her, you know, kind of chases her around and and stuff like that. And there's plenty of toys, and there's a cat tree, and I mean, there's plenty of things for her to do and for them to do. Okay, and you said she's chewing her fur out, mm-hmm. and she's not using the box, is that correct? Yes, uh-huh. She used to use the litter box before, and she wasn't, you know, she was fine before, and now all of a sudden now she doesn't want to use her litter box. And okay. Just... And is that for both peeing and the pooping jobs, or yes. one or the other? Yeah, for both. both. Okay. And then um, tell me about um, when you got these kittens. Did you just kind of um, have them in the same home? Were they separated at all? No, they were the same. They were cousins. Okay. Yeah. And um, how many litter boxes we got in this house? Three. Three litter boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. As far as in anything else with your kitty cat that I need to know about, any other health problems along the way, anything else skin-related before your other kittens came into the home? 
Well, you know, she did have some, um, whenever there's something stresses her out, she does tend to pull her fur out. And so okay. she had, before we even got the kittens when I first got her, and we had, you know, family and dogs and things like that, she got, you know, upset and nervous. And so she would pull her. So we changed the cat um, food because they said she's allergic to corn. So mm-hmm. I changed it, and she seemed to be fine. And okay. she got over that problem. And okay. then now it's... And- and now it's worse now. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's kind of what I was suspecting as you describe it. So there are some cats that can have a psychogenic um, alopecia. Basically, they overgroom themselves out of their own anxiety. Uh-huh. Um, that's not generally a case where food controls it. So that's where there's probably some degree of uh, either food allergy or other types of allergies for your kitty that we can medically control. So I'd want to make sure that you get that tackled and and maybe get her checked out with a vet to make sure we're on the right road physically with her health. Um, psychologically, if we add new kittens or new cats to the home, the best way to do that is to gradually introduce um, a new cat or cats into the home. So if I could rewind your situation mm-hmm. my recommendations at the get-go would have been to keep your kitty to have free run of her house mm-hmm. and then add these kittens into a separate room where they can kind of start to get used to the smell of your cat mm-hmm. under the door um in kind of just getting used to the sights the sounds without really having a lot of physical stress physical alterate um, altercations um or have to compete for resources like the litter box the food or for your affection mm-hmm. um that would be ideal and you can still do that we can take a step back, separate the kittens, give her the space that she needs to kind of reset and to calm herself. And I do that for at least a week, um, yes. really to kind of let her reset. And in that time, we want to kind of return to what what we could do to motivate her to like these cats in the presence of the cat. So I'd add in a scent hormone, a pheromone, mm-hmm. like uh, feel away. Um, add that in by a diffuser in the home. I would s- make sure we start feeding the cats on a certain time schedule. And we want to feed them on opposing sides of the separation. So if it's a door or if it's a screen door, what have you, we want the food not to always be available, but to be available only when she is around these other cats. And that is her reward for just tolerating the mere presence of those kittens. It's really kind of the way to look at it. Um, And we want to make sure that she learns that all good things happen when these kittens are around. And that kind of works psychologically to make her feel more comfort, less anxiety uh, with the presence of these babies. And then we work up to kind of gradually working them back into the environment, into the home. Um, and then sometimes even for kittens, if these guys are little and we've got an adult in the home, mm-hmm. I will put a collar and bell on the kittens mm-hmm. because that kind of gives the adult cat a little fair warning that the little whippersnappers are coming around Uh and then she can retreat she can go elsewhere and if she doesn't feel like um intervening and physically uh meeting up with the kitten then she can do her own thing and kind of uh retreat if you will um but i I think those are some of the things and then environmentally um you mentioned three litter pans i love that i want to make sure those litter pans are spread across the house that we don't have covers on them yeah different Okay, so spread so one in one room and one in another and okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So if you put all three litter pans in one room, 
it can be a territorial thing. So if it's more trouble to walk down this hallway that I'm going to get ambushed by this kitten, mm-hmm. I may not want to go to that litter pan. So we want to make sure they're strategically in different areas. So if you have a two-story home, you want to have okay. some upstairs and downstairs. You can't really take that away from them. they got to have that outlet. Okay. Um, and then make sure that the litter pans are uncovered. Um, okay. Make sure that uh, you know we, we've got plenty of perching sites. So you have a cat tree. I'd also look for other ways that we can give her some special places to get away, whether uh-huh. they're little cat um, hammocks for the windows or another tree or, or heck, some, even some nice big boxes that you can let her uh, kind of climb and get into. Uh-huh. Um, those are good for physical and mental security. It kind of gives them a place to hide. So, yeah. so well, what about place outside, like making an outdoor um, place where she can't actually get outside, but it's outside. That. Yeah, that that can be great environmentally as well. So she can have something else to focus on. Now, it could be a position where that might be a little sensory overload if you have, especially if you have other kitties outdoors in the area. Mm-hmm. If you don't, um, then it might be fun for her to watch the birds, to have things to, to watch. But uh, if you have a lot of stray cats or cats in the neighborhood, that could actually amp up her anxiety more. So um, you kind of got to know your situation there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, ho- hopefully that can help. And, you know, if she is a excessive groomer and she has a certain degree of anxiety, there are some of these kitties that I do put on behavior medications, and it can really help them cope. Um, but by itself, medication will fail. So you really have to do these other physical and re- environmental changes as well. Okay. So by moving the litter box around, maybe she'll get used to going in her litter box Always. In her litter box, yeah, and not have to compete or to have to worry about where she's walking if the kittens are going to be in that immediate area. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hope that's of some help for you. And, well, uh, Jody. You. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jody. We appreciate your call. Good luck with those little fur balls. Yes, thank you so much. 1-866-48... Huh? Uh-oh. What is it? You forgot the number. <laughs> 405-8405? You got it now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's been a long time. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. Are you ready to do something about your high credit card debt? Tired of paying double-digit interest rates, late fees, over-limit fees? It's time to stop the madness. Get out of debt the safe and affordable way with Credit Card Relief. With Credit Card Relief, there are no upfront fees, no monthly maintenance fees, and no settlement fees. You don't pay anything until a debt is settled. All with a 90-day money-back guarantee. 
That's credit card relief. Managed by local attorneys and state with workout plans tailored to your debt situation. Get out of debt in months instead of years, all while saving thousands in future bank fees. Call the original credit card relief where the consultation is free and the results are real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's credit card relief. 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. This is Animal Radio, baby. From that day on, I'm ready to bow. I'll be there when you want it. Some way, somehow. Cause maybe not. It's that time again for another Dodge Journey Pet Destination, brought to you by, of course, the Dodge Journey, the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, with their fold-down stain-resistant seat, the Chill Zone Glove Box Cooler for the drinks, the multiple storage options with those removable washable liners. And if you have a dog that's real dirty, they go out and they play in the mud or the water, they'll dig the removable washable liners. Oh, I love those. It's easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with With tails. tails. And which one are we going to there? Line two. And that's Nancy. Hey, Nancy, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Very good. Where's your Dodge Journey pet destination? My Dodge Journey pet destination is in northern Michigan. Uh, wow. We like to uh, take our dog, Raz. She's a, a Rottweiler. Uh-huh. Um, we go camping uh, at a little place called Clear Lake State Park. What is that, Pearl Lake? Clear, Clear, Clear Lake. Clear Lake uh, State Park. Okay. Yeah, and it's near Alpena, so it's in northern lower Michigan. Uh-huh. And nice little camping spot, and uh, you, there's a uh, nice little lake there, of course. And uh, we uh, met our um, uh, relatives up there, kind of a group camp out. Okay. And uh, this was uh, uh, a tent camping uh, situation. So uh, uh-huh. uh, we, my husband and I had a small tent, and... Uh, we uh, took our Rottweiler up there, and generally speaking, she likes to just, you know, curl up at night and sleep very peacefully. But uh-huh. this time around, she decided that she wanted to barge and blast around the inside of our pup tent. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> a Rottweiler and two people in a pup tent? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you've seen these cartoons where uh-huh. the, uh, uh, they're fighting inside, and yeah. all you see the... The, the size of the tent bulging in and that out. That was you, well, huh? That's kind of what was happening here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can just picture that. Now, are they very I, are they very friendly? Are the rangers, they okay with the dogs being there? Yep, yep. They do ask you to keep them on a leash. But, uh-huh. um, you know, we kind of uh, bent the rules a little bit and went into the lake. And uh, that's where uh, she discovered uh, waves. And they, <laughs> she thought they were something you should go bite. <laughs> running and biting the waves. How what a great cute. time. Sounds like uh, sounds like she had a lot of fun out yeah. there. She did, and so did we. Okay, it's Clear Lake State Park. We'll put it up over at the website in Michigan. And we have a few in Michigan right now. Yes, so if we you do. live in the Michigan area, that you want to check like out the place. Dodge Journey Pet Destinations over at the website at animalradio.com. Hold on a second, Nancy. We have stuff for the dog. Great, thanks. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? 
Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. This is Animal Radio, baby. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. How are you all today? You're doing good. What's going hey, on? Hey, I got a question for Dr. Debbie about my six-year-old male golden doodle. Oh. And, uh, what's that? Oh, I, I was just going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good boy. I love him. Um, you know, and what I really want is, now, I don't want to second-guess my vet diagnosis, but I want to question his pain level, it's a question I forgot to ask the vet. He, he's recently come up uh, intermittently lame in his uh, left hind, and we sedated him and did some radiological you know, stuff, and he, his hip looks good. There's no signs of any bone cancers or growth or tumors and, and uh, no movement in his hips, no drawer signs in his knee. Uh, there's no signs of of an arthritic condition, but she diagnosed uh, acute arthritis. But his pain level is, it seems severe to me. Can can the onset of arthritis cause, I mean, real severe pain in these guys? Okay, I'm going to back up here a little bit. Now, you said on the x-rays they did not see any changes, but when we diagnose arthritis, generally off of an x-ray there's some changes where we go, ooh, look at all those little knobby things on the bones or on the joints, and, and that's a sign that it's kind of been a chronic osteoarthritis condition. Now, did they see anything like that? No, she's seen no abnormalities, but she said it, it, it could be the beginnings of Okay, and it just didn't sound right to me. I, and and if there's no drawer sign, I, I guess if so, there's no ACL rupture or anything like that. Could there be other issues going on in his knees or hips that that I should maybe go get a second opinion on? Uh, definitely, I, I mean it's quite possible. And when we're talking about, just so I can explain for everyone else, um, drawer sign is a common uh, kind of a test, a physical movement that veterinarians will do in a, generally a sedated pet. Um, and we wiggle the knee and we basically test for instability in the ligaments there. And one of the major support ligaments in the knee, called the cruciate ligament, um, when that's damaged or torn completely, um, there's some movement. It's kind of like a drawer that's kind of opening. So if they didn't see that, it's possible we could have, you know, some maybe partial cruciate injuries that could cause a lot of knee pain and lameness and not show any kind of signs on x-rays or on that physical exam. 
Um, as far as arthritis, I usually reserve that diagnosis to when we have chronic changes and where we can see radiographic evidence that there's uh, some changes in the joints. So I might back up and say, ah, we have an acute strain or sprain, um, or maybe we have something else going on, and that's very possible. Um, as far as the physical exam, I think in this point uh, would probably be the biggest thing that I would fall back on and where their suspicions might lie, whether that's in the knee, the hip, or, or what have you. Um, now, did they put your baby on any medications of any sort? Yeah, some, some Remedil, and she said that she wants to use it when the pain starts to flare up. I've had them on glucosamine chondroitin for about a year, um, just as a preventative. Um, and it does show up when he is, when he does get very active. And sometimes uh-huh. it comes, goes in a day, but it's coming on more often now. And the okay. pain's lasting longer. That makes any sense to you. Yeah, and, and I guess I'm going to be a little wishy-washy because I would like to say that, you know, the physical tests support what you're seeing at home. And if it doesn't all fit, then, then I don't want to say your vet's wrong. But, you know, I would definitely want to make sure that, uh, the signs of what you're seeing agree with what they're seeing and describing in the, in the physical exam. And if not, now the other thing is, um, a lot of times, um, my father's even guilty of this. Anti-inflammatories in many cases work best when we do use them for a consistent period of time. So you can do that hit or this treatment, but if we're having uh, especially more established discomfort or lameness, it's better to use that for a course, a period of time consistently, and you'll get better response with um, the inflammation as well as with the pet's comfort um, than just that once in a blue moon kind of thing. Um, but if, if that therapy is not working, gosh, there's some other things you can look at getting into. Um, you know, if we have definite osteoarthritis, chronic changes, um, there are many foods that have glucosamine enhanced in there. Um, there's a product uh, called Adequan, which is an injectable formula that can be very nice in helping pets with arthritic pain. Um, but usually arthritis is kind of that achiness, that slowness to get up, that I've overdone it, and oh, I'm just having a rough time. If we have more acute pain, um, really more intense, then I really want to go back to that physical exam and look again. Okay, yeah, because the the, the pain just seems too intense to me to be the beginnings of arthritis because when it gets really bad, he won't even put any weight on it. He'll hobble completely and hold Mm -hmm. his leg up. Yeah, and how long ago were those x-rays? Three, four days ago. Oh, real recently. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and and the Rimadil's starting to work. Uh, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, so I've I've seen him go through this pain. But my wife tells me that you know he he is kind of hobbling around a little bit now, and he's he's feeling a little bit better. But uh, you know, I, I don't want to see the little guy in pain. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's worse watching your pet in pain than going through it yourself. <laughs> and I think anyone who listens to the show would agree with that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, I I know not to overdo it, but there's no way to tell him not to overdo it. He's a really active guy and. And he wants to jump down the stairs and chase rabbits in the backyard and just go crazy. Oh. And, you know, he, he doesn't quite get the fact that it, it, it kind of, he's getting a little older and it's starting to affect him. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I could get my word out to him and tell him to behave and be quiet while you're rehabilitating, <laughs> then, then, yeah. then we'll go a long way there. But yeah, I feel your, feel your difficulty with that. That's tough to get him to quiet down. But yeah, if that's persisting, then I would certainly take another look there and seek. And especially if we are worried about maybe a partial cruciate that's thinking of doing something more significant down the road. So 
hope uh, hope all turns out well there and your your uh, lovely golden doodle uh, is doing well. So have a great one. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. And we're at 1-866-405-8405. Now stick around next hour. Wayne Pacelli is the top dog at the HSUS. Humane Society for the United States. He's coming on to talk about his book, The Bond. I'm going to ask him why he thinks it's okay for Michael Vick to own a dog right now. He said it after getting a $50,000 donation to his organization. I want answers. We'll find out next hour. Also, think about this. Hair extensions for your dog. Joey Volani reporting live from Intergroom in New Jersey. And he's talking hair extensions for your dog. Stacy, what are you working on? Apparently in China, a cat gave birth to a dog. We'll tell you all about that coming up. Also, a bra for your dog. Uh, Katy Perry bra, by the way. I'll tell you more about that coming up on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome to the show, Mark. How you doing? Hey, really good today. How about you, brother? I'm doing okay. Sounds like you're <laughs> in the bathroom there. How can we help you? <laughs> uh, in the bathroom. That is my question. I have, uh, well, as you know, I've got a few dogs. Yes. And seven, right? Is it seven? A little while ago, one of them kind of ended up, uh, you know, with the with the squirts a little bit here. And so I was talking to somebody, and they said, "Oh, just uh, just mix some canned pumpkin in with their with their regular food." And I'm thinking, uh, what I'm trying to avoid is what looks like canned pumpkin on my carpeting. (laughs) And I I thought, "How is this going to work?" And surprisingly, so I did. I I, you know mixed a tablespoon in, and it did work. So I'm just curious why this works, and 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 biologically or physiologically on a dog, how does this work? Can I use too much of it? Uh, do I have to give them more water now, or, or what's happening? Ah, oh, good, good questions there, all the way around. And um, you know, well, I will you. say, I, I think I'm pretty smart myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, canned pumpkin has some great benefits. The interesting thing with it is veterinarians will often talk about using it sometimes when there's diarrhea and sometimes yeah. when a pet has constipation. So it's kind of interesting. And there, for some pets, can be a kind of a fine line that they walk as far as giving too much. Yeah, you can easily cause uh, orange diarrhea <laughs> if you okay. over-supplement it. But, yeah, the, um, pumpkin is a mix of insoluble as well as soluble fibers. Um, so some of those help with the bulk forming aspect of uh, helping with diarrhea. And that's generally where the benefit when we see uh, small amounts, generally a tablespoon, a couple teaspoons, that's where that can be helpful for pets with that occasional diarrhea. Um, but yeah, I've had people where they give too much of it, and then you do have the green, um, you know, finger painting squirts all over the, or I'm sorry, the orange finger painting uh, squirts all over the house. So you, you do have to kind of be watchful for that. And and really for pets that I would use the canned pumpkin trick are really that that once in a blue moon, oops, we've got some diarrhea. Maybe I fed too much table food. Maybe got into something in the yard. Not for true, genuine concerns with uh, a sick pet. In no case would I ever give a pet that's vomiting, depressed, having real general systemic illness. I would never treat them at home with pumpkin because you're going to put off uh, a problem that needs to be dealt with right away. Um, but, yeah, it nope. can be a real okay. wonderful thing. 
Not okay. helping. And then, uh, I mean, can it be done for too long? I mean, is it, is it like just do this for a week or or, or until uh, the signs stop showing of the the diarrhea? Yeah, for for the purposes of diarrhea, I would generally only treat for a day or a couple of days. Um, and if really you're not getting the resolution you need, then you know you need to pick up that phone and jingle to the vet. Um, but there are some people that, on a low level, will supplement canned pumpkin into the diet on a regular basis. And you just got to be watchful because you know it's a calorie source. Uh, so um, you don't want to take away the good solid nutrients that are in the dog's food. And anytime we supplement or give treats, it should always be less than 10% of the total calories for the pet. So we just kind of kind of keep that in the picture and not overdo it um, and in that way. Now, and the thing I want to mention is we're talking canned pumpkin. This is not pumpkin pie mix. Oh, yeah. Not the filling, not the stuff with nutmeg and cinnamon. This is truly just the canned pumpkin. Um, so very different to make sure we don't have a bunch of animals. They don't need all that cinnamon and nutmeg and all those other things. <laughs> well, well, thank you for mentioning that because I know this is not a cooking show, but that was going to be my other question because I'm just a guy and I'm dumb and I'm standing there looking at all these cans and some of them have sugar and all these other things. I thought, well, this, this probably isn't good. So right, it's 100% pure pumpkin. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And trust me, you don't want cooking tips from me because that would be limited to takeout and uh, going out to dinner. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thanks very, for your call, much. Mark. Mark, traveling the country with uh, what? You have six or seven dogs with you? Six, six dogs. Six dogs. Wow. I could imagine doing that all in an RV. And the oldest one is 18? 18 years old. Yeah, wow. he's almost 18, and in fact, you know, they're they're starting, they, they're writing their own book now. I can't believe that they're doing this. I, I really? caught them at it. That's wow. good. That's good. That's uh, <laughs> that's encouraging. Keep us posted on that. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims is with your pet travel stuff, or Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We're all here toll-free. Welcome to the show, Linda. Hello. Where are you calling from? Torrance, uh, La- California. Los Angeles area. What's What's going on? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Uh, yes, um, I have a 13-year-old chihuahua named Daisy, and she is beginning to have gum problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had non-anesthetic cleaning done for her in the last two years as she's getting oh. older. Uh, being concerned, you know, about putting her under anesthetic. And, but her yeah. gums, uh, she's had extractions previously too when she was younger because her teeth, uh, had problems. But now, um, her breath is getting really strong. Okay, just calm down, doctor. Just calm down. Uh, she, she's all red right now. And I, I wanted to know, you know, what is a home remedy that is good to really maintain her gums? Uh, she has a little bit of bleeding. If I clean it regularly, um, I use a little bit of peroxide and water, but, um, someone told me about the salt water rinse with some baking soda. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to back up because, hell yeah, he saw me kind of popping my top over here. Um, <laughs> as far as with non-anesthetic dental cleanings, all I can say is this is one of the biggest biggest hoaxes that people think they're doing some good for their pets, and mm-hmm. they are not. 
um, if a non-anesthetic dental cleaning is done, basically mm-hmm. you get a better feel that, wow, mm-hmm. I've done something for my dog because there's yes. tartar that's chipped off the teeth. Yes. But the reality is that does nothing for the true dental disease, which lies under the gum line, which is where periodontal disease really brews. Oh. So when you, when you talk about odor and you talk about yes. bleeding gums, those are hallmark signs of mm. periodontal disease. So mm-hmm. I, I never recommend people to do awake dental cleanings. In really? many cases, yeah, in many cases, if these are done at grooming parlors or yes. pet events, they're done by non-licensed personnel. So it's kind of the equivalent of uh, going to your hairdresser and asking her to do an eye lift for you or doing oh, Botox. Uh-huh, so it, uh-huh. and truly, in my eyes, this is um, jeopardizing the safety of a lot of pets. Um, uh, because you are missing out on those opportunities to really intervene and do some good to try to turn around that dental uh, mm-hmm. status there. Mm-hmm. So, so what are your I, thoughts on an older pet being under anesthetic? You know, it really depends on the individual. I, um, I'm i a very cautious uh, practitioner, I can tell you that. But when I have an older pet and we have advanced dental disease, I look at the pet as a whole. So I look yes. to see are there other un- ongoing problems, other health problems going on that might pose an extra risk. But if we mm-hmm. just have an old dog with bad teeth, mm-hmm. that is um, not a reason why I will not do a dental cleaning. And I've done dental cleanings, extractions on pets that have horrendous mouths because people are afraid to address that when we have an older pet. Really? Okay. That fear alone is just jeopardizing your pet's safety because we're Mm -hmm. ignoring that bacterial film, all those negative products that are through the blood system affecting other organs. And it's swallowing it. Oh, like she's swallowing all the bacteria every day. Swallowing, but it goes through the blood system. And Mm. we know dogs with dental disease can also have heart uh, heart murmurs, heart disease, because that bacteria travels to the heart, can cause kidney problems, liver problems, all sorts of things. I could go on and on. But kind of going back to your your question, um, you know, if I had your pet here and I was examining them, um, if all we found was dental disease and an old baby, um, yeah. I would consider it, um, especially if we've got a lot going on in that mouth. And there are many dogs that once we address a really nasty, rotten mouth, mm-hmm. deal with that, extract the rotten teeth, get them on antibiotics, get things healed up, and many times they'll feel better. You'll notice they have more pep in their step, and then we have an overall healthier pet. Mm-hmm. So um, there mm-hmm. is some value to that. Now, okay. some of the things you asked about what you can do at home. Yes, um, the number the number one thing that pet Mm -hmm. owners can do to maintain your pet's health Mm -hmm. is brush their teeth. Okay. Um, okay. That is the best thing because that exercises the gums, and it also helps to dislodge the bacteria and the plaque okay. products at the gum line. Now, if you got a lot of gunk in there already and there's bleeding gums, oh my God, don't do that because that's really? already an ouchy, ouchy, oh. painful condition, and we need to intervene. Um, then, once those teeth get cleaned, you can get on a real good regimen at home. And I, I usually don't recommend things like salt, uh, salt water. You know, it's just uh, it can cause vomiting when they ingest enough of it. There's so many other better products that we can use that are safe for pets Mm -hmm. because anything you put in their mouth are going to swallow. So even like peroxide can cause nausea, vomiting. It can burn if they have Mm -hmm. abraded gums. So, um, but there are some good... What are some products that I can use in in the interim until I I guess... um 
until you can make get that decision, a decision to take her in. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, you might check with your veterinarian um, mm-hmm. if what they carry, but there's some great products that have chlorhexidine, which is a type of an antiseptic that is safe for use on the okay. on the gums. Okay. MaxiGuard, CHX Rinse, there's oodles of them out there. Those can be available usually in sprays or gels. Okay. Okay. Sometimes you can just apply them um, even with a toothbrush to the area. Um, but those would be things that you can do to kind of help control a little bit of that surface bacteria. Maybe yeah. do a little bit just to kind of help control things. Until and, I do. Uh, yeah, she does have one bat tooth um, on the bottom that uh, is the because I've examined her teeth and there's one tooth that probably needs to be extracted. I think that's where mm-hmm. it, the bleeding is not massive right now. Um, it was worse a few weeks ago, but I, I see traces of pink when I use a cotton ball. So that tooth. Okay. Yeah. It's a bad yeah. one. And, and, you know, this, I, I, I obviously can't see everything because I can't see your doggy's yeah. mouth. But, yeah. you know, if, if she's in good health and you sound like you're very motivated to things, how you can intervene. And, you yes. know, I think with yes. getting things potentially cleaned up, you, you can really do some good work in trying to maintain that mouth. And, you know, I'll tell you. I and think give her more oldest- years. Yeah, she, in general, she has a good appetite. Um, activity is moderate, being that she is 13. Uh, uh-huh. But it's it's just that yeah she does uh, tend to sleep a lot more now <laughs> definitely yeah uh-huh. well give your baby a pat on the head hey, and, uh, and all yeah. my best dental wishes okay. to you I can tell you the oldest dog that I did a dental cleaning on was yeah. 19 years old. Oh, and, okay. Well, that's uh, a little more reassurance. Thank oh. you so much for your call, and uh, give your little Daisy a good pat. <laughs> Take care. one 405 We're actually going through all of these studio animals one by one right now, getting their teeth cleaned. It's, it's a month-long process, it seems like, for each one. Preventative dentistry is a great cost-saving measure, because we always think about the cost on the front side. But on the back side, when we don't do dental cleanings, that stuff progresses so we get advanced dental disease and nothing's worse than having a $900 dental because we've been afraid to do dentistry on a routine basis for the pets five or six years of their life so in the long run you can save a lot of money if we do address this regularly coming up in just a couple of minutes Joey Villani reporting live from Intergroom which is a uh, geeky groomer's He's in New Jersey, which is his hometown. I believe he's a few blocks away from where he was born and raised. Uh, but he's on the way, and he's going to be telling us about... Am I reading this right? <laughs> yes, you are. Hair extensions for dogs. Right. Hair extensions you know, for dogs. I don't see why you couldn't use them on a cat, too. I, I can't imagine. Where would you put a hair extension on Ladybug, the well, studio stunt dog? see, Ladybug doesn't have much hair. Her hair is really short. It has to be on a dog that has... Like hair that's least an inch long to start with. Okay. Learn more about the hair extensions coming up with Joey Volani in just a few minutes. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall. Dogs are one of the most intelligent animals. You know that. I don't have to tell you that. It's no wonder that Wall Pet Clippers are the number one choice of dogs and their owners. Wall Blades provide better grooming results and they'll make you look smart for saving money. Visit Wall at WALPET.com. WALPET.com. This is Animal Radio. Warm weather is here, and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut. Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall. 
WAHLPet.com. If you're a regular listener to Animal Radio, you know that we feed Ladybug, our stunt dog, Stella, and Chewies. Have you ever bought dog food that your dog eats once and then turns their nose up to it? I have. That's why I choose Stella and Chewies. My pup still eats it as fast as I put it down. She doesn't even know it's good for her, but I know it's natural goodness for dogs made with raw, USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. To get the official food of Ladybug, visit Stella and Chewy. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. Senior Pet Products. Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's Hospitality Program offers plush pets, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Hospitality. Welcome, my friend, to Animal Radio. We're all here, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, live from Intergrooming and Joey Z. Animal communicator Joey Turner. Pet travel expert Susan Sims. Vlad of the world famous Russian dog wizard. And it's all toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Stacy, what are you working on in the news? Now, I know this is going to sound like something out of the uh, National Enquirer or Weekly World News, but apparently in China, a cat gave birth to a dog. We'll tell you all about that coming up. Also, there was a global pet expo that was in New York. A lot of products have been introduced, including a bra for your dog, uh, Katy Perry bra, by the way, and also a um, video camera. You can find out if your dog or cat is cheating on you. I'll tell you more about that coming up on Animal Radio. Hi, Mara. Hi. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? L.A. Los Angeles. What's on your mind? I have Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard here. Um, awesome. We need his help. Um, so I have two dogs, one of whom I um, rescued. I just saw him on the street a few years ago, and he was a puppy, and it was like 110 degrees, so I oh my brought God. him home with God, me. God bless your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so he has some issues. Um, he's the sweetest dog when it's just me and my husband, but, um, when people come over or we're walking him, he's pretty aggressive. Um, like he'll try and bite at them. He's a chihuahua, so he can't really do much damage, but still. Um, Mm -hmm. and if people, the weird thing is though, if people come over, like when we are out of town, somebody comes over to feed him, he's totally fine. So he's only aggressive when he's around us. Um, okay, it is it is male dog, yes. Yeah, he's male, and he's, he's it, is, um, it is Akita. Uh, excuse me, not Akita. Is it uh, Chihuahua? Chihuahua, yeah. Yeah, which is which is uh, no better too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Hal and Judy, I'm so happy that a new trend in Hollywood now, it is uh, not Chihuahua anymore. Okay. Now it's a no, it's a new trend. What it's is a it? multi-poo, multi-poo in Style magazine, a multi, and I love it. But now I will tell you, I love. 
that trend. I love that dogs. Anyway, <laughs> but let's we deal with that unruly and uh, problem Chihuahua child. First of all, to the Chihuahua's personalities. In 90% of the time, this is the behavior problem which you are right now telling me, and the Judy who has a Chihuahua mix on her own can assure you that she was dealing with that, with, with that problem as well too. So this is the very common Okay, it's a very common, it's happening in Chihuahuas. Okay. If some of the people right now are thinking about getting Chihuahuas, nothing wrong about getting Chihuahuas, don't get me wrong, but what's very important to socialize the Chihuahua properly for day number one. Certain breeds like Chihuahua, Sharpays, Akita, Chow Chow must be socialized and a few more day number one. You know, you have to do it too now, but it's becoming a little bit more dangerous and more difficult. Uh, dangerous, I mean, it's not pit bull, but she can, uh, he can snap too. So how I would do it? And first of all, why Chihuahua does it? Because Chihuahua is like a very loyal dog, one, ma one man, one lady dog. It's like a miniature version of German Shepherd. You know, how, how a German Shepherd has a little bit more brain and the Chihuahua has a less uh, head, so this is uh, creating some additional problems. But, yeah. <laughs> but in the reality is, here is what my suggestions would do. Number one, you and your husband, especially you, because even through this microphone, like a psychic, like a psychic hotline, I just, I just send it. I'm serious, serious. I maybe sounds funny, but I'm very serious trainer. I'm dealing with these things every day. You are very mummy. You sounds weak. You gotta be firm. You have to be like an alpha female. You should mean what you say and do what you said. You've got to stop being mommy and start to be master. In other words, you have to turn around everything which you've done and become a bad cop to your dog. Okay. Break that dependence. I know, I know, my dear. And that's involved no sleeping in the bed, sleep with your husband or boyfriend, whoever you have, not with Chihuahua. She's not allowed jumping on the furniture. She must sleep in the crate, this little princess or little prince, whoever he is. And uh, what is most important, you know, you got to hire someone like a pet sitter or some of your friend who would feed that Chihuahua, not you or your husband, preferably not. I would also, if it possible, of course, drop her off by some private pet sitter or even daycare if it's possible. Now, how to deal with this barking problem and aggression? A very quick level go over. Um, I would invite the friends who would be good cops. I would give them a piece of uh, Russian kalbasa, Polish kalbasa, American cheese, the best things. I mean, fry kalbasa with uh, or sausage with garlic and butter, whatever it takes. They come in, your dog must be in the crate. But we know if someone knocks the door, your dog <laughs> like this. So you have to correct yeah. this dog. How? Google device by name Pet Convincer. PetConvincer.com. You want convincing air blast? That barking will be in the past. You stopped it. As a matter of fact, across my street, the owner of seven chihuahuas who used that things with, with a great success. You stopped that dog from the barking. You put chihuahua in the crate. You let the people come in. You becoming the bad cop. The uh, person come in. People come in. They're good cops. They're giving your, the, your, your dog what? A lot of sausages, everything. And if you don't feed your dog maybe for one day, she, he's not going to die. That your dog will take. Once he takes a few times, you can let him go. He can say hi. He will be nice dog. You know, I would not encourage everyone, anyone to, to, to touch him yet, but I would, I would use many people in different environment. If I walk with your dog and he barks on someone on the leash, I would use the same maneuver. I always will go with pet convincer. Psst, snap the air. It's just emitting air. Psst, 
that stops, that you, you're becoming bad cop, you break that, uh, uh, that uh, dependency on you, that uh, backup type of the attitude, and the people say, hey, and if that even uh, the dog doesn't take it from their hands, they can drop it on the floor. The key is to find something your dog will take. And if you have more questions you can, or would like to have me in your house, you can visit me the website, <laughs> SoCalDogTraining.com, SoCalDogTraining.com. I live in uh, Newport Beach, California. It's like a Beverly Hills on the ocean. You know that area. Yeah, I grew up in Orange County. <laughs> Yeah, you know that. So hopefully yeah. I will see you one day. Thank you for calling. Guys. Hey, Mara, thanks for your call. I also have for you just call, for calling today from Tropiclean the Clean Teeth Gel, the Fresh Breath Gel. It's hard to say, and the Fresh fresh Breath Chews. Couldn't they have made something that's uh, simpler to say? Uh, just for your dog, okay? Hang tight okay. for one second. <laughs> I don't think anyone travels as much as Joey Volani. It seems like uh, he's always on the road. Today he's calling us from Intergroom, which is one of those groom, geeky groom trade industry shows in Jersey. Is that where you are? Secaucus, New Jersey. Secaucus. That's where I am. Outside of Manhattan, they always say how lovely Secaucus is. <laughs> and, yeah. Do you take your dog with you? You know what? I, I, I wish. It's just too difficult because I have the three of them, and it's too hard to take three, and then, then you have the birds, so... You know what? I leave my wife behind, so she takes care of everything. <laughs> okay. Well, now, let's say if you were going to Vegas, it'd be a different story, of course. Animal Radio brought to you by Pets Day. They give four-legged friends the four-star treatment available at Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas. Pets Day includes amenities like food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and a specialty room service menu. It's more than pet-friendly. It's what they call pet-focused. Details at Caesars.com slash PetStay Las Vegas. And this weekend in Las Vegas, let's say you were hanging out in Las Vegas and not at Intergroom this weekend. What's happening? Ricky Martin. Now, I know you're a big Ricky Martin fan. Always Jimmy. have been. Ricky Martin. Yeah. yeah. Since his days in Manu, though. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, th- I, thought Ricky, I, th- I thought Ricky Martin was, 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 was gone. No, no he's not. still around. Still around and playing tonight. At Caesar's Palace at the Coliseum, tickets start at $60. And uh, let's see, yeah, I guess it was Menudo he started off yeah, with. I did. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> Way back in the... Okay, so if you want to check it out, <laughs> uh, you can bring your dog not to the concert, but to Caesar's. Hard to believe you can bring your dog to Caesar's. I think that's great. They're finally going pet friendly. And they'll roll out the red carpet for you. That's great, but my dog would, you know, cost me too much money because he has a problem with gambling, so... Oh. Uh, it's yeah. him, right? Yeah. You, you got to see him at the craps table. Unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. <laughs> Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. And, of course, the phones are open at 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to speak to Dr. Debbie, Joey Volani, Joey Turner, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hey, Bill. Hey. You're on with animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. Hi, Bill. How can I help you? Yeah, we wanted to see if um, we could get some word from our little Dewey who died back in uh, April. Uh, She died in my arms. And this was April last year? Yes, ma'am. And tell me her name again. Dewey. Like D-E-W-I-E. 
Oh, okay, fine, fine, perfect. And is uh-huh. Dewey a dog or cat? Dewey is a dog. She was a, a mixed breed. Uh, uh, we call her a bent-haired retriever. She had uh, solid black hair, and uh, it was long, and it was twisted all around. She thinks she was quite stunning, actually. She was quite stunning. And she's she, she's very delighted to talk to you. She had valley fever, and she had been on Remadol, and we think that that's what killed her. She died in my arms. She waited till I came home from work and uh, wanted me to hold her, and she, she died. She weighed 90 pounds. She tells me that that medicine actually did hurt her body enough that she couldn't stay in it. Yeah, poor thing. So and, I have had actually vets tell me that depending on the dog, it can be not the right medicine for particular dogs. Yeah, you could let her know that her brother, uh, Huey, H-U-G-H-I-E, is alive and well, and uh, he misses her. We all miss her. She says that she knows that, and do you realize that she comes back occasionally to say hello? Yeah, I have felt that. We want her to come back and stay with us. We're getting ready to move back to Kansas, and so she'll know that, I hope. She says, oh, yes, no concern. She will find you wherever you are. She'll know where you are. And she says she was kind of waiting for Huey to cross back over, and then they could come back again as a pair. But she doesn't know what you think about that. Do you know? Oh, that's that what we want. Yeah, we would love that. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter what they came back as, as long as they came back to us. Oh, she said, well, that's a definite thing. That's definitely what we, we hope Huey has a few more years. He's 12 and in good good health, so we, we hope that he has a few more years. But if he has to cross over and they come back, that'll be fine. Okay, well, Huey says he's not planning on leaving anytime soon. That's but good. You shouldn't worry about him. He thinks he's kind of like a tank. He is. Yeah, he's great. So Andy uh, says he thinks that there won't be any kind of a thing. If he needs to leave, it won't be anything like that. It'll just be that he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Be, he'll be fine. He'll leave. Okay. That's good. Okay. Well, we really appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Bill. We appreciate your call. one 405 8405 to connect with anyone on the Dream Team right now. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, this is a bizarre story. A cat owner in China says that their pet has given birth to a dog. It sounds like something from the National Enquirer or uh, Weekly World News. But Zhu Yun tells the UK's Orange News that he found his cat taking care of a small puppy shortly after he gave birth earlier this month. Yun says he went to check on the litter when he noticed that one kitten had died and another one look just like a dog. The president of a local pet clinic has since investigated Yoon's claim, says there's no way the cat gave birth to a puppy. The pet expert says it's more than likely that the cat went out and took a puppy from a litter of newborns so he could replace that kitten that had died. Yoon, however, isn't giving up on the idea that his puppy is a mixed child. Yes, we accept all. A Northern California cat survived being shot through the head with an arrow and is recuperating from surgery. Apparently a little worse for the wear, authorities said. Max is a three-year-old black-and-white cat owned by a Santa Cruz couple. Apparently was shot with an arrow sometime over last weekend, and uh, according to the owners, the cat had been missing for a couple days. They opened their front door. The cat came in, and it had this arrow 
right through the cat's head. The cat was acting normally, he ate normally. It almost looked like, you know, one of those fake arrows that you can put on, like Steve Martin would wear or something. <laughs> Max was taken to a veterinary hospital that night. They removed the arrow under anesthesia, and authorities so far have no suspects in the shooting, but an animal control officer is working hard on a few leads. Well, they had a cool exhibit going on. More than 800 exhibitors came to the Global Pet Expo in New York. Thousands of new pet products were introduced. How about this one? It's a camera, a little video camera that your dog or cat can wear, and it weighs about 1.2 ounces, and your your pet will just forget it's there. It, it's got a little casing design, and it can be used in wet or humid, condi- humid conditions. Um, you know, if you're worried that maybe your dog's cheating on you with one of the neighbors or something, you've got proof now because uh, you've got this camera to see everywhere that your dog or cat has been. Another thing is one out of three pets go missing at some point in their life. Smart Tag by IDTag.com. This is an emergency system that takes the average pet ID or even an implanted chip and retains it in a database complete with your telephone number and your pet's picture. So if your little guy goes missing, you can call the 24-hour toll-free number and the operator will broadcast your pet's code and smart tag information to local shelters, rescue groups, and vets that are within a 50-mile radius. That's pretty cool, 9.95 a month. And starstruck pet parents can turn their pooches into clones of California girl Katy Perry, a canine outfit complete with cupcake bra, Blue wig and sunglasses, just one celebrity look uh, alike that Animal Planet will be releasing shortly in its first clothing line for pets. Other options include Jurassic Age monsters like the Stegosaurus and the Raptor. AnimalPlanet.com. Check it out. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Valani, animal communicator Joey Turner, our pet travel expert Susan Sims, and of course Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, all here for you, toll free at your beck and call. This is cool. Yes, he is. On the phone, we have top dog of the HSUS. We welcome back Wayne Paselli to the airwaves here at Animal Radio. Wayne, how are you doing? Great. Glad to be with you guys. New book out called The Bond. (laughs) I'll be real honest with you. I haven't read it yet. I haven't seen it yet. In fact, it just came in this morning. Well, I'm really pleased to report to you guys that in its first week, it's already number 11 on the New York Times bestseller list. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And we've been having standing room only crowds all over the country today. I'm in San Francisco and heading to Sonoma County tonight and then uh, back east tomorrow. It sounds like a very exciting book and in just a couple of minutes I will give away several copies of course. It was working its way up to number one on the bestseller list. I have some personal questions. It has nothing to do with the book but I just wanted to ask since I, fi- since I got you on the phone I figured this is a good time for me to ask you about Michael Vick. Let's see it was three four weeks ago we were talking about Michael Vick getting a dog. He wanted. He, he was he actually talking about getting felt a dog. He was ready for a dog. And we opened the phone lines to listeners mm-hmm. to see what they thought. We were kind of surprised that you are supporting his desire, if he wants to get a dog, to go ahead and get one. And I wanted you to be able to explain on our airwaves so listeners understand why you feel that way. Actually, I, I actually got misquoted... Um on that issue by a reporter, and it kind of went viral. 
And I've said many times subsequently that I, I think it's too early for Michael Vick to get a dog. What I said is that if he, you know, is healed and if he gets into a good place in terms of kind of winning over the public and also shows responsibility in interacting with dogs um, at this time and, you know, more public settings like shelters or with other uh, dogs, then I think down the line it would not be, you know, beyond the realm of the possible for his two little daughters uh, to have a dog. It's it's his daughters who asked him if mm -hmm. they could have a dog, and he was basically musing in one of the talks that he does uh, to kids in, in uh, uh, inner cities about the, the evils of dog fighting, where he said, you know, he feels so bad that he can't have a dog because he's still for, forbid from having one by the courts. Mm -hmm. but that he desperately wants to give his daughters a dog because they really love animals and they want a dog. Well, I believe that those do if he did get a dog, that'd probably be one of the most well-treated dogs because he's in the spotlight <laughs> now and he knows everybody's watching him. Yeah. He'll do really right uh, by that dog. I have to agree. I mean, you know, in terms of kind of risky situations for a dog, this would be one of the least risky because, as you say, <laughs> everybody is watching. Oh, yeah, everybody's looking over their shoulders at him, yep. In the end of your book, The Bond, you challenge the arguments of uh, several groups, groups that I wouldn't think that you would challenge, yeah. uh, including the American Veterinary Medical Association, uh, the American Farm Bureau, and the American Kennel Club. What's on your mind? What's going on there? One of the central questions that I, I raise in the book is that you know we all believe in our society that cruelty to animals is wrong, mm -hmm. but how do we apply that in a world where the use of animals is so interwoven with our personal habits and it's interwoven with animal uses in the economy? And I, I say that really one of the central things we need to think about is logically applying our anti-cruelty principles in a world that's filled with moral problems with animals and to turn those those problems into moral opportunities. And I say that, you know, so many people agree with us. I mean, we shouldn't have puppy mills. We shouldn't have factory farming. We shouldn't have steel clubbing. And I essentially ask, you know, why don't we have more progress on some of these issues? And the reason is that you have a number of groups standing in the way of progress. And I identify those organizations that you named as part of the problem. I mean, the AKC, which obviously is a group that, um, you know, has so many members who care very passionately about their dogs, has, as an institution, consistently opposed legislation to crack down on puppy mills. I mean, they oppose Proposition B in Missouri. They oppose Pennsylvania's landmark law mm -hmm. to crack down on puppy mills. They opposed efforts in Iowa and Oklahoma. These are the major battles to protect dogs and to universalize our concern. I mean, we can't just be concerned about our own individual dogs as important as that is, we've got to be concerned about the broader set of issues. Sure, sure. I, also, right. I also took issue with the AKC with its with its work in the um, in the in the in the dog fancy world to really highlight the physical confirmation of dogs, to really value these exterior physical attributes of the dogs, sometimes at the expense of the underlying physical health and well being of the animals. So many purebreds have genetic and hereditary problems that stem from very poor breeding practices that were breeding for confirmation mm -hmm. rather than breeding for the underlying health of the dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason for German shepherds to have hip dysplasia. There's no reason for King, you know, Charles uh, Cavalier uh, to have to have you know small skulls and heart problems. There's no reason for bulldogs to have this breathing problem. I mean, if you look at so many purebreds. 
if we just infuse some additional genetic material, we can do better. And the AKC should be leading the charge. Yeah. They're, they're, they're part of the problem. And the, the American Veterinary Medical Association is another one. Yeah, what, I can't imagine what you would have a gripe with with him. Yeah, the, the AVMA uh, is, is, you know, uh, populated by veterinarians. Now, veterinarians, you know, so many of them are in the forefront of animal protection. They care for animals every day. They provide critical services, medical attention that so many animals need. But as a professional association, they have veterinary subgroups like poultry veterinarians who work for the chicken industry or swine veterinarians that work for the hog industry. And the AVMA's policy positions on many of the big issues, especially relating to agriculture, mirror industry. They basically defend intensive confinement practices like gestation crates, or they, de they defend mm. battery cages, or they won't even condemn foie gras production where you're overfeeding ducks and geese, so much so that their liver swells to 10 times mm. its normal size, you're essentially inducing a disease state in an animal causing them distress, and then having the animal slaughtered so you can harvest the diseased liver and mm. use that as a table treat. Now, again, the AVMA should be in the forefront. Why are we quarreling with the AVMA over such basic animal welfare issues? Well, you know, I think it's sad. As, as hard as uh, and cruel as nature is on animals, that they suffer most of the cruelty from human hands. Oh, sure. It's an interesting book. It has a lot of great information. The bond, our kinship with animals, our call to defend them. Uh, written by Wayne Paselli, top dog at the HSUS. And we thank you so much for joining us today. I love being on your show. Thanks for having me on, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys again. You're Thanks. awesome. Let's give away 10 copies, one 405 8405 If you don't get through, head on over to your bookstore. Or Borders, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. If they don't have it, it's because it's sold out. It is a bestseller. Ask you them to order hurry. it. Get it. It's The Bond by Wayne Pacelli. Now, I know I know this is meant for dogs, but I'm using the uh, foaming, cleaning teeth gel from Tropiclean to clean my teeth for Mother's Day. Yeah, you're copying Joey. You guys are over there playing with that It tastes foam. good. It's minty. <laughs> it's minty stuff. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Tropiclean. And, of course, your fresh breath and clean teeth can be had without brushing. Oral care just got easy. Now you can fight periodontal disease without brushing with Tropiclean's fresh breath gel foam. That's the stuff I have in my uh -huh. mouth. The water additive or the dental chews. 93% of users notice cleaner teeth in less than two weeks. Find out more by visiting www.tropiclean.net. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Are you ready to do something about your high credit card debt? Tired of paying double-digit interest rates, late fees, over-limit fees? It's time to stop the madness. Get out of debt the safe and affordable way with credit card relief. With credit card relief, there are no upfront fees, no monthly maintenance fees, and no settlement fees. You don't pay anything until a debt is settled. All with a 90-day money-back guarantee. That's credit card relief. 
managed by local attorneys and state, with workout plans tailored to your debt situation. Get out of debt in months instead of years, all while saving thousands in future bank fees. Call the original credit card relief, where the consultation is free and the results are real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. This is Animal Radio. The violin players are strolling the studio looking for Joey Volani. He's uh, he's not here today. He's on the road. He's... I've been looking for them. I think, you know, I was looking behind me in the hallways. I thought they would follow me here. Joey, of course, is in Joyzy this weekend for Integrum, which is one of his geeky little grooming shows that he does, uh, what, four times a year? Four grooming conferences a year. Okay. Well, this tip is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. And don't forget, you can get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com simply by putting in the promotional code Save 25 before you start shopping. So head on over to SeniorPetProducts.com. Look for the Animal Radio logo. It'll ask for you to put in the promo code. Put Save 25, and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. They bring us Joey Volani. We appreciate it. Joey, hit us up with your tip of the week. Well, this is a good one because it got me excited today because, you know, when I learn new things and, and I'm able to bring them into my salon and be able to, you know, make your dog look better and also charge a little bit more money because, you know, we, we, we all need to make money to eat and um, I like to eat a lot, unfortunately. But anyway, hair extensions for dogs. They're in style. Let's just say you have a dog and you want to add a little more volume. You want to add a little bit more length. You want to add a little bit more flair. What I worked with today, they were called puppy locks. Puppy puppy locks locks were actual hair extensions that are really easy to apply. They clip right onto the dog's hair. Um, What happens is they clip on, and they don't come off real easy. You've got to actually remove them with with a pliers so the dog is not going to chew them and and, um, choke on them. Uh But they're from everything from the dog's coat to different colors to um, feathers, to anything that you want to accessorize. So if you got a, if you got a dog and you want to accessorize it and really turn some hay, wow. talk to your groomer about hair extension. And you can even do these at home. You can get them at home. Like I said, the ones I work with, there's, there's actually a few different types. These were called puppy locks. They were real easy. You could do it at home. They look great. And you will have the knockout dog of the block if you do this. Now, how many do you need? Do you put it all over the dog? I don't get it. What, what the- it is, it, it, it depends depending on um, what you want. They, they'll, they'll come in thin strands, thick strands. They'll come with thin feathers, thick feathers, um, um, thin strands with colors. I mean, there's so many different styles. So let's just say, you know, you, you only want to add a little bit. You look at it, you look at the, the width and the length of these extensions that you want for your pet, and you clip it on. So basically, what you got to do is you've you got to kind of plan 
and look and, and, and you know figure out where you're going to put them, how long you want them, how thick. So there's, there is definitely a little bit of you know thinking that you have to put behind it, but um, it's not it's not real hard. It's not rocket science whatsoever. Uh, the, the only drawback, I guess, you got to have hair on your dog to do it. My, ladybug's hair is about a quarter Lady, inch long. Yeah, ladybug, it wouldn't work. Wouldn't I'm going to say anything about an inch of hair or longer. You uh, can actually. Um, now, do you, you put it on a certain part of the body? I still don't get it. Well, you can put it wherever you want. Hal, if you want to put a little and, bit around anywhere, it, anywhere you want. Have you ever seen the women when they have those um, those hair clips that they actually yeah. that they put in their hair and Just it makes it look one. longer or fuller? It's almost the same idea. The only difference is, is you're not putting it, you know, in, in, in a woman or, or a guy's head. You, you're putting it on your back. Yeah, I, thought, I, I thought I've heard it all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hair extensions for dogs, uh, courtesy of Joy Volani. And I will put all those information up at the website there. Brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Joy Volani on the road today at Intergroom in New Jersey. Reporting on my cell phone. I wish I could be there, but I'm here. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. You can hear Boog the Studio Kitty snoring right now. He is a loud snorer. No kidding. <laughs> he is also a loud purrer, but not as loud as Smokey. And this, uh, according to Guinness, he uh, Smokey may be the loudest purrer you've ever heard. Really? And of course, we we all know this. You know this, Doctor Debbie, that the simple pleasure of holding a cat that's purring can actually lower your blood pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes you feel like everything's it's all right. Peaceful and with calm. the world. Yeah. Smokey has been measured at seventy three decibels. Now, how loud is yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't mean anything to me. That's pretty loud. Is it? Uh, the federal standard set by OSHA for diesel engines is eighty six decibels. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's how close that is there. Whoa. You have a loud... Now I wonder, yes? do they look at the, maybe the people in the house? Are they loud talkers in the home? Oh, they're ah. trying to. He's like amped up his volume. Ah. So we'll talk really loud, Hal, and we'll see if our cats... <laughs> maybe that's why they already purr yeah. so loud. Yeah. Good to we'll see that. if they purr louder. I always love a purring cat. And, you know, it, a lot of people, it's a big misconception. A lot of people think that it's a happy cat if they're purring, but it's also something they do to self-soothe. And I've seen cats do this at the right. vet's office. You probably have it all happen all the time. Yeah, and I've been bitten shortly after a good purr, too. So I'll tell you, it's not always a happy cat. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This is Animal Radio brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. Are you traveling to Alexandria, Virginia? Yes, take Ooh. your pet along and stay at the Kimpton Hotel. They have three locations in Alexandria and over 50 across the U.S., all pet-friendly with zero fees, no size or weight limits. And, of course, you can find out more about Kimpton Hotels' hospitality program by calling one eight 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 Kimpton. 
That's one eight 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 Kimpton. And of course, don't forget if you haven't entered your animal, your dog in the Kimpton Paw Parazzi photo contest, you should do that. The uh, ending of that is May thirty first, and of course, you have the chance to win the ultimate hospitality getaway, which is a two night stay at Kimpton Hotels, two round trip tickets on JetBlue, a five hundred dollar credit for uh, Pet Airways, a one hundred dollar Kimpton restaurant in room dining certificate, a one in room in spa treatment for two, and an Amelia collection carrier by Sherpa. A pet carrier. Now, the the other thing that I like about this contest is they have a lot of runner-up prizes. Ooh, so uh-huh. yeah. So there's not just one. So you, not just there's uh, a lot it's of winners. Not going to be a big popularity contest or anything like that. If you want to pick up on some of the extra prizes from Olive Green Dog or Polka Dog Bakery or Republic of Dogs or Sherpa Pet Group, learn all about it over at the website. Uh, you can head over to Kimpton's website at KimptonHotels.com. Or you can uh, log on to AnimalRadio.com and hit the Kimpton Photo Contest logo on the front page. Thanks for sponsoring yeah. Animal Radio. Yes. I was going to say, I love this idea because this is a situation where your pet can actually kind of have a job. Yeah. Work maybe. for raising some money, some gifts for the household, you know? Yeah. Offset those vet bills. You know, I think it's a great thing. I think your animal should always uh, pay for their way. Through, <laughs> for their for, keep. <laughs> Tigger's our Earth studio baby. cat. When we first got her, uh-huh. she uh, she actually won a few hundred dollars on. She won a hundred and fifty dollars on, on TV. Uh, America's funniest, funniest videos. Pets. Yes. Oh, really? So we decided we keep her after that. She yeah. she's earned her keep around here now. Ladybugs. The other ones, yeah. <laughs> Ladybug's a little bit of a spoiled dog who really hasn't done it. She, she's asleep now. Uh, let's go to the phones. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team. Right now we have one for this is for animal communicator Joy Turner and who is it? We Pat. Hey, Pat, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Well, I I had a border collie that rode with me in the big truck for about 12 years. On December 18th of 09, I had to have him put down because of the arthritis in his hips, and he had acquired the ability to uh, relieve himself without even waking up in the middle of the night. Okay. I can't shake the idea that I murdered my best friend for 17 years of loyalty. Tell me his name. His name was Peppy, like uh, like Peppy Le Pew, because right. I had the same paint job, except his was on upside down. <laughs> okay, and hold on a second. Okay. Oh, it's funny. Yes, um, he is still quite active, he wants you to know. Okay. And Because he thought he was, when he had the ability he was quite active but he says he was very proud of himself for being able to ride with you being a border collie he did an excellent job yeah he says he thinks most border collies would have gone insane trying to be contained in the truck like that he did not he found things to do yeah he said he thinks he just it was excellent for him he loved it and he wants to be serious for a minute and he calls you dad Mm -hmm. and he says do you know that you did the only possible thing for him? He didn't want to leave you, and he said, you know he was in pain, yes? Yeah. And you know he wasn't really enjoying things anymore, but he wanted to stay to be with you? Yeah. So he says, and he knows that you've been hurting about this, but he just doesn't know what else you could have done to be good to him. I I don't either. I don't either. It's almost a year and a half, and I'm not over my dog yet. Well, and I find that to be completely common, so don't worry at all about that, Pat. He says, though, does it help you to know that you did the best thing for him, and he was actually very grateful that you could love him that much? He was my best friend. I mean, he was my best friend. 
He says, well, you know, he still is. He's just not in that body anymore. And he says he does watch out after you. What? He watches out after you. Aww. That's not like something you would do. And he says the other thing, this trick he's found, he loves to do. He likes to ride on the hood of the truck. <laughs> so if you ever think you see him up there, you probably do. Pat, we appreciate your call today. It sounds like uh, you're you're in a bad cell there. We're going to let you go. Time has flown by again, and we need to head on out of here. one 405 8405 That phone number is open all week long, as well as uh, email. You can email each and every one of us directly from the website at animalradio.com. Check out the website if you haven't seen it yet, or friend us on Facebook, or get your alerts about the recalls over on our Twitter page, Twitter slash twitter.com slash animal radio uh, we'll catch you back here for more animal radio next week this is animal radio network